This is our last chapel of the semester. It's fun to gather in this season of Advent. We're going to do some Christmas songs uh, in the jazz style of music. And as I was praying for this morning, I, I just um, I got a picture of God giving gifts all over the place to each one of you. And, and uh, some of them, were there were the, there were the weeks of Advent. Some of them were hope. Some of them were peace. Some of them were joy. And some of them were love. And um, I just want you, wherever you are, to close your eyes and to imagine yourself just receiving the gift from God that you need this morning, the way that you need him to reveal himself in your life. Maybe it's peace in a, in a season of chaos and craziness. Maybe it's joy in a time where you just feel overwhelmed and you just can't, you can't seem to find any. Maybe it's love and you just feel too much hate and coldness. Maybe it's hope. Just imagine yourself unwrapping that gift from God this morning in Jesus as he reveals himself to you. And as we sing some songs, as we say some words, as we hear some things read and spoken, just pay attention to the way that Jesus is going to speak to you today through his spirit and through his power. I'm going to invite you to rise. Let's sing some of these songs together this morning. This is an old song called God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, but gentlewomen also applies.
Each Christmas season, I have an Advent devotional that I return to. It's called Watch for the Light, a collection of readings. This morning, I'm going to be reading a couple of excerpts from an article called Shipwrecked at the Stable by Brennan Manning. Do you think you could contain Niagara Falls in a teacup? Is there anyone in our midst who pretends to understand the awesome love and the heart of the Abba of Jesus that inspired, motivated, and brought about Christmas? The shipwrecked at the stable kneel in the presence of mystery. God entered into our world not with a crushing impact of unbearable glory, but in the way of weakness, vulnerability, and need. On a wintry night in an obscure cave, the infant Jesus was a humble, naked, helpless God who allowed us to get close to him. We all know how difficult it is to receive anything from someone who has all the answers, who's completely cool, utterly unafraid, needing nothing and in control of every situation. It makes us feel unnecessary, utterly unrelated to such a paragon. So God comes as a newborn baby, giving us a chance to love him, making us feel that we have something to give him. See, the world does not understand vulnerability. Neediness is rejected as incompetence, and compassion is dismissed as unprofitable. The great deception of television advertising is that being poor, vulnerable, and weak is unattractive. The spirituality of Bethlehem is simply incomprehensible to the advertising industry as the opening notes of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony are being used to sell us pain reliever and the prayer of St. Francis is being used to sell us hair conditioner. The Bethlehem mystery will ever be a scandal to aspiring disciples who seek a triumphant savior wrapped in a prosperity gospel. The infant Jesus was born in unimpressive circumstances. No one can even say exactly where. His parents were of no social significance whatsoever. And his chosen welcoming committee were all turkeys, losers, and dirt poor shepherds. But in this weakness and poverty, the shipwrecked at the stable would come to know the love of God. Sadly, Christian piety through the centuries has prettyified the babe of, Beth of Bethlehem. Christian art has trivialized divine scandal into gingerbread creches. Christian worship has sentimentalized the smells of the stable into dignifying pageants. Pious imagination and nostalgic music rob Christmas of its utter shock value, while some scholars reduce the crib to a tame theological symbol. But the shipwrecked at, Christ but the, shipwrecked at the stable tremble in adoration of the Christ child and quake at the inbreak of God Almighty. Because all of the Santa Clauses and red-nosed reindeer, 50-foot trees and thundering church bells put together create less pandemonium than the infant Jesus when, instead of remaining a statue in a crib, he comes alive and delivers us over to the fire that he came to light.
Take out the Merry Christmas and replace it with Happy Holidays. We make this season all for us when really it's his birthday. Without Jesus, there is no Christmas, and yet we try to kick him out of it. He's the reason for the season and the reason that we have all of this. Praise the fat man trying to squeeze down my chimney Christmas Eve and the 10 pounds I just gained from abundant food. The root of my problem is greed. I eat like it's my last meal, but I'll eat again tomorrow. We clean out malls like it's the apocalypse while others sit in a sorrow. But Christmas is still joyful, and it still gives a gift. Even in an unbelieving world, Christmas spirits, it will lift. I lift mine to the baby born under the star in the manger. There's more power in that child's tender, mild finger than in all the world's danger. No. God did not stay little, just as he did not stay dead. I could follow the ways of the world, but I cling to him instead. Because if there's any reason for the hope that I have, then I owe him adoration. So I wait upon the Lord to mold me and build my anticipation. Shepherds, angels, and kings bowed their heads in exaltation. Could this be what we were looking for, though he didn't fit our expectations? I wanted a kiss under the mistletoe, but you already asked me to marry you. Now all I want for Christmas is the king of the Jews. Let me sing with us, O little town of Bethlehem.
in the consistency, in the consistency of irony, in the upside-downness of the kingdom that Jesus brings, the shipwreck of all people are the ones who stand on the firmest of ground. They live in truth and are rooted in reality. And they do not allow the world to order them around. Kneeling at the crib, they find the vanity of the world ridiculous, bloated, preposterous. Can you hear what the shipwrecked are saying? Let go of your paltry desires and expand your expectations. Christmas means that God has given us nothing less than himself and his name is Jesus. Be unwilling this Christmas to settle for anything less than that. When you eat, don't order just a piece of toast when eggs benedict are on the menu. Don't come with a thimble when God has nothing less to give you than the ocean of himself. Don't be contented with a nice Christmas when Jesus said, It has pleased my Father to give you a kingdom. Pray, go to work, play trivial pursuit with your friends, eat banana bread with mom, exchange presents, go caroling, feed the hungry, comfort the lonely, and do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a beautiful story. It's recounted every Christmas in the forests of Provence in the south of France. It's about four shepherds who come to Bethlehem to see a child. One brought eggs, another bread and cheese, the third brought wine, Christmas in France. And the fourth brought nothing at all. And the people called him L'Enchanté. The first three shepherds chatted with Mary and Joseph, commenting on how well Mary looked, how cozy the cave was, and how handsomely Joseph had appointed it all. What a beautiful starlit night that it was. As is custom, they congratulated the proud parents, presented them with their gifts, and assured them that if they needed anything at all, they need only ask. But then finally someone asked, where is L'Enchanté? The one who brought nothing. They searched high and low, up and down, inside and out. Finally, someone peeked through the blanket, hung against the draft, into the crash. And there, kneeling at the crib, was L'Enchanté, the enchanted one. And like a flag or a flame taking the direction of the wind, he had taken the direction of love. And throughout the entire night, he stayed in the same position of simple adoration, whispering again and again, Yeshua, 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. As Christmas approaches, an honest question is this. Do I want to be or merely appear to be a Christian? You see, like the shipwreck, the enchanted one is laid waste by one pure passion. And his single-mindedness leads him to a realistic assessment that anything connected with Christmas that is not centered on Christ to Jesus, tree, ornaments, turkey dinner, exchange of gifts, worship itself is empty gesturing. So here is a truth. Blessed are the shipwrecked. For they see God in all the trappings of Christmas and experience a joy that the world cannot and often does not understand.
Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you the Lord will rise, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will always be open. By day or night, they will never be shut. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day. By night, you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. We'll stand and sing our last song with us. Hark the herald angels sing.
question pointed at all of us is what will we really aim at this Christmas? If all we're going for is a placid decency, routine prayer, well-behaved worship, and comfortable compassion, then we have effectively parted company with the shipwreck and have no fellowship with the pearl finder. And I wonder, if we were to stop people at random in the street on December 24 and ask them what they wanted most for Christmas, how many would actually say, I want to see Jesus? How many of us would say, when confronted with a blank check for Christmas, would say, I want to see Jesus? In the same way, that he came and met us in our brokenness in history. May he meet you again in yours this year. May the incarnation be as real to you as it was to the shepherds who first encountered it. And may the Jesus of all of history be the Jesus of your Christmas. May he meet you. May he change you. May he make you shipwrecked. May you live for nothing else. May you receive the gift of ages. May you be defined by his love, transformed by his power, and sent in his mission. Go in peace, love, hope, and faith this Christmas. Amen.